When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Penn State loses one of the best defensive backs that they've had on the field in maybe 20 years in Jaquan Brisker. Despite that, they're returning what might be one of the deepest and strongest parts of the team. If it weren't cliche, I'd have my eye black on. We're talking safeties here during uh, the BWI two-a-days, getting you ready for Penn State football. BWI Daily Edition, two-a-days. We're previewing the defense for Penn State football in the first week of camp. Uh, By the way, media day for uh, camp is coming up on Saturday, so we'll have all these wrapped up before then. Get you ready, get you previewed, get you primed to know what's coming up with Penn State football during media day and the rest of camp. I'm Thomas Frank Carr, host of the BWI Daily Edition. With me is Nate Bauer. We are discussing Penn State secondary, specifically the safeties. Nate Good uh, afternoon or whenever you're watching this show. Good day of the time to you. What are you looking for from Penn State safeties this year? Are they going to get as many interceptions as they did last year? More. More. Is that the Manny Diaz effect or just blind optimism? More uh, Manny Diaz. Also ball hawking safeties. Yeah. Who have some experience now. And so... Between Jalen Reed and Zaki Wheatley, take Brown, they're, they're, they're going to have some interceptions this season. Now, I will say, uh, you know, Tig ending with six last year might not be a duplicate. I, I'm not sure yeah. if he'll hit that number again. He had a couple in the Outback Bowl, so that may yeah. be um, inflated that number a little bit. But, 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 but. Uh, on the whole, as a group, yeah, I think there is absolutely the potential there for those guys to 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 finish the year with more. Now, we're going to introduce you to the safeties proper, and then we're going to fold in that striker position a little bit later just because of the intrigue and the interest in this safety hybrid position. We talked about it on our linebacker episode a little bit. We'll talk a little bit about it here. And I think it's probably a fair way to do that, seeing as it is a no man's land position. But uh, instead of introducing you to the starters at this position, we're going to introduce you to four safeties here. As you see on the screen, you got Jair Brown and uh, you have Jalen Reed. You have uh, you have Keaton <laughs> Ellis. Keaton Ellis. Ellis. Thank you. And the forgotten Zaki man. Wheatley. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I knew I was going to do that because I was like, Keaton. Zaki and Keaton Ellis, but I was going to do them in proper order. And here we go. <laughs> Poor so talk Keaton. about you. Let's, let's just start with that. Let's talk about why is everyone overlooking Keaton Ellis? Uh, that's a great question. Why is everyone overlooking Keaton Ellis? I don't know why. I, I Look, there's probably a little bit of a trade off between the spectacular and the consistent with him. And so is he spectacular? Probably not. You know, I'm not sure that that is really his rep, but in terms of, Hey, can be back there. Smart knows his job, does his job. Yeah. I I think that he fulfills 
all of those roles. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. He's kind of had a weird career. He's disappeared. I was going to say he disappeared for two years. That's why people tend to overlook him is because he played corner. I think in 2020, he was still at corner. It didn't really work out transition last year. He gets injured. He doesn't get the full acclimatization to the safety position to be a part of it till late in the season. And he's also the backup to a guy who had, as we mentioned earlier, six interceptions. Now this is his season to take his starting role in the secondary. Manny Diaz likes to play a lot of flexible packages Lots of different looks. So is this as much of a concern or do we lay it out properly of all four guys are going to play? You're going to see all of them in individual roles. So it's less of a concern as who's the starter is, or will there be more of a defined position and then just rotation? Yeah, I, I do. I think they're all going to appear and I think that they're all going to appear frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, and I don't, look, you're so much better at this than I am, but I think getting hung up on field and boundary is a mistake with this group. I I think that those guys can be that they're, they're cross-trained, right? They're able to kind of fulfill both roles. Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, Tig Brown played field last year and now he's in the boundary boundary. spot. Right. So, right. Yeah. But, but also we'll probably see some time to the field this season. Like, I don't think he's necessarily pigeonholed into just that. And if I, I I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. uh, Well, actually, never mind. Do correct me because it doesn't really matter what Jaquan Brisker did last year. Does it like with Manny Diaz? It's going to be, uh, I think a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, Obviously Anthony Poindexter is going to have some influence there too, but um, yeah, I mean, those guys, those guys are all going to see the field and it's just a matter of how that shakes out this preseason based on, right? Like if, if you have a primary responsibility, even though if you could play both, what, what are the, what is that primary responsibility going to be for those players? Yeah. So the only insight I really have as far as f- hard film evaluation is the blue white game. And in that situation, I'm fairly certain Tig Brown was a hundred percent time the boundary safety. So he's playing over top of the box. He's matching up with tight ends. He's playing a little closer to the line of scrimmage in that playmaking role where he's more in run defense, some opportunities, you know what Jaquan Brisker did last season. Uh, But to your point and to the point of the Manny Diaz defenses, they also rotated both safeties into the slot. And those guys played man coverage at, at certain points during that evaluation period of the blue white scrimmage. So, does it matter from a job responsibility if everyone's playing man coverage and everyone is matching up and playing zones, whether it's the field side or the boundary side, but there was at least from my observation, there was still a, a defined role for each player. Given that we talk about Keaton Ellis, he's a great run defender. I think eventually if he stays another year, he might transition over into that boundary safety himself. His calling card as a corner and as a safety has been a run defender. And then, of course, Zaki Wheatley, I talked to him in the spring. He said, I mean, his goal is to play at about 200 pounds at 6'2". What does that sound like? Yep. It's all, They're all cross-trained with the abilities, but when it comes to what you're doing on the field, the structure of the defense, at least it seems so far, still demands a defined, free, and strong that field and boundary. Um, with, with, the, with this particular group, is there 
more room when we talk about that that striker position and some of these sub packages to see three, maybe even four safety looks? Or do you think that the talent is enough elsewhere that these guys aren't going to take over the defense? Is there enough talent that you think those four guys could, you know, demand to be on the field at the same time in passing situations? I, I, my guess is that it will be a mix of both. Everybody wants to be the guy that has that's that's room is overflowing. I'm talking about assistant coaches, right? Everybody right. wants to be the guy who has the room that there's just so many good players that you can't keep them off the field. And so Terry Smith, no doubt about it, would love to have Daquan Hardy as that third guy, right? As mm-hmm. in a nickel package on the field. Um, a, a good amount of time. But if uh, Zaki Wheatley is as good as advertised, Jalen Reed is as good as advertised, and I think that they are, right? I, I mean, <laughs> they put it on tape in the spring and yeah. certainly in Jalen Reed's case last year. So if, if those things are true, then uh, yes, something's got to give, but also there there is probably a resolution where you're looking to maximize these guys and their abilities as much as you possibly can. So having, right. It might even be game to game depending on the opponent, but that's the beauty, right? That's the beauty of having enough depth and talent to have matchup situational football where you might not have one thing dominate all season long is you have the ability to play all those pieces. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yep, and, and this is kind of a broader question. I, I maybe I just asked it, but is that the fate of Penn State's defense? Do they have enough that they can develop that sub package culture of playing a lot of guys in a lot of diverse roles? Do you think that's an actual reality, or will it be we trust X, Y, and Z? We've seen it work. We're going to go with those guys in those packages. I'm going to echo and trust Manny Diaz when he said, "We'll see." <laughs> I want answers right? now. I know, but. I- <laughs> It is fine to have a reputation. It is fine to have, um, you know, the things that were established on the, like all of the optimism that emanated from Penn State football about the secondary through the spring. That's all good. And Mm -hmm. it's great even, you know, dating back to last year, especially at a position where you just lost a second round draft pick. Yeah, (laughs) like to to be able to go into the next season feeling as though you're better than you were the year before when you had a a second rounder. That's great. That's great for the position. That's great for the program. However, feeling good about it and actually putting it into action are totally different things uh, that that will need to take place. So it's about establishing at this this or this uh, preseason right by doing it in practice. Who can be consistent? Are they all viable options? Are they ready for a game? Are they ready to be the last line of defense? Manny Diaz said it. I will repeat it. Uh, It it is easier to play guys who aren't ready on the defensive line and at linebacker. He said, he said, uh, when a safety makes a mistake, they call that a touchdown, right? And that's it. That's the bottom line is when a safety makes a mistake, they call it a touchdown. 
Uh, are those guys ready to be the 99 times out of 100? They're they're solid. They're they're not going to let uh, you know the offense get behind them. Yeah, we'll see. We're going to find out. This is an interesting group because we've talked about the majority of the players at the position. And that's about it for the safeties. Like it's a pretty clearly defined group, but there are additions in the class of 2022, whether it's freshman or otherwise. So let's meet those players. Now you have safety KJ Winston, a four-star player, six foot, 200 pounds. You have Makai flowers, Donald, uh, Donald driver's son, Christian driver was a part of this group at one point, but now he is a corner. And of course, guy who is officially listed as DB, not corner, not safety, not anything else. DB Tyrese Mills, 61202. Caught a look at him at practice on Monday, and wow, was I impressed by him as a physical presence. Yep. Two of those players in particular, I've had my eye on when it comes to, are they the next guy playing that striker position? That would be Mills and KJ Winston. Now, they're on the, de- on the depth chart. They're about 10 pounds off of where Jonathan Sutherland is right now. Do you consider any of those guys a part of that conversation? when it comes to playing that striker position in underneath coverage? Yeah. I, I mean, I think Mills is for sure, given yeah. the fact that he's he's two years in, right? He's had some college experience, even if it's at the JUCO level. So those guys tend to be, um, and Jair Brown is a perfect example, so is Jaquan Brisker, of guys who make that transition. And yeah, they might not be in a feature role. He might not be a starter this year, but... Uh, getting run. Yeah, sure. For sure. Is that going to help (laughs) Penn state fans and how they feel about that position? If there's somebody else that can be a part of the conversation at that, at that striker position, because one of the things we did not talk about, we didn't really talk about Jonathan Sutherland in depth at the, at the outside field backer position. It's an area that a lot of Penn state fans feel uncomfortable with because of Sutherland being in the system for a long time, getting to see him and maybe some of his weaknesses over time. Do you think this is a situation where he can prove himself better than what people expect of him? And if not, is this a situation where somebody can step up and take place? Is it, is it not fair to give John Sutherland the run up of nine months knowing that this is the position he's going to play mm-hmm. and being able to acclimate to that and then take his shot. Because to me, this is not a, a, a charity, right? Like they, they don't, right. they don't uh, assistant coaches, head coach, what have you. They're not playing guys that they think are going to be their worst option just because They've put time in the program. That's Loyalty, not how it works. Seniority, not, yeah, right. It's it's not. It 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 seniority and loyalty may be a, a, a factor in mm-hmm. how decisions are made based on experiences that have been gained, trust established, all of those things. Fine, but if John Sutherland cannot play the position and is a liability game in and game out, he will be replaced. Yeah. Bottom line. Bottom line, but it's going to demand the others at that position similarly demonstrating that they're up for the job. Yeah. So it, 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 I don't really care who it is at that spot. They're going <laughs> to they're going to have to make a transition from what they've played previously into this role. Yeah. Who can do it? Who can do it the most consistently? Who can do it without with the fewest mistakes? Bottom line. 
We're going to find that out. is our X factor, not only of the safeties, I think of the defense as a whole, any part of the defense that you look at, you can say there's a corner that has uh, some right to that 11th defender spot. There's a safety. You might even want there to be a linebacker and all of them theoretically can play that spot. So it's Sutherland is the first guy up to crack, you know, crack at the bat, see what happens. But there are sub packages, depth opportunity at that particular position as Penn state enters this new era of it's not, absolutely going to be a linebacker on first down right at least a linebacker body type and that's why i concluded that position with safeties because that is the pool that they've drawn from in the preseason during camp uh spring practice and through the summer and we'll see how that filters in now that we're in training camp proper so let's talk about the safeties stock up or stock down this seems like a pretty clear indication as far as our conversation but let's call it officially stock up or stock down for the Penn State safeties in 2022? Stock up on the whole and stock middling for the high end. Mm -hmm. Right? I I mean, I don't think Tig Brown is a high second-round pick. Um, I mean, we'll see. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Possibly not. I just, you know, from a physical standpoint, does he have the explosive speed? Because uh, Jaquan Brisker's speed was what made him what he was that he had the instincts and the vision, but also the physical capability getting to the football. And yep. then to when he got there, to hit and to play tough physical football. There were parts of his game that are going to be hard to replicate. Um, I'm going to say that there's the opportunity for stock up to even meet that because I'm very high on some players in this class. I think the younger guys, Jalen Reed, I, I think he's got a special way of moving about the football field as long as he can bulk up and play a little more physical. And then I really like what I see from Zaki Wheatley as a complete package. He is smart. He is physical. I, well, the physical part, I think, is going to be the last part we find out about, but he's physical in routes. And I think he can get his hands on the football. So that has the potential to be stock way up for me. But I agree. Stock up as the whole. And that is the the safety room for Penn State football couple seconds here, 30 seconds before we have to get out. Any last thoughts on the Penn State defense? Yeah, it, it just they're they're in a spot where um, they, they have to show it. They 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 have gained the reputation for themselves. Expectations are high. I think it's going to be difficult to match what they did last year on the whole. But in some respects, they're positioned to withstand losses better than they were last year. If there's injuries or absences. Um, and you know, we'll, we'll see what it is from there. I don't, you know, this, I don't love the big 10 offensively. And so it primes itself well to do well defensively. And these guys, I think are in a position to be able to do that. That'll be the last word. They're in a good position to do that at a lot of positions this year. We'll find out after training camp. I'm Thomas Frank The BWI two days are now over. We will be back, uh, on Saturday. Make sure you're following BlueWhiteIllustrated.com for all our coverage there for uh, Media Day. And of course, once we get into the proper full part of training camp, we'll have all the things you want to know from Blue White Illustrated, BlueWhiteIllustrated.com. Subscribe here on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you later.